and feeding of werewolves. Episode 9, Survivor. Closing time, closing time, gonna get some notes done. The patient is a 22-year-old teleporter who reports that last night his abilities spontaneously activated at approximately 1 a.m., dumping him into the nearest body of water. Fortunately, the lake's inhabited by a family of merfolk, and one of them rescued him. I suspect that the teleporter's enamored of his rescuer, who was known to him before the incident, and... you who is that is that a hag's claw what the hell did you do to her can you help her how how many are there this shouldn't even be possible i i don't even know what is going on here why is she unconscious alu poison here's a list of her medications these, these are prescribed for organ transplants. Are, are you telling me someone did this to her deliberately? Why, did you do this? Stop wasting time and help the kid. Uh, how did he, wait, wait! <laughs> At least I got the license plate. Good. This thing is still running. I don't have to find a pen. Uh, human male, uh, about Julia's height, which would put him close to six feet. Uh, brown hair. Didn't get a good look at his eyes. Uh, dark, I think. What was all that about? Whoa. A human just walked through all my wards and a locked door to leave this girl and, and give me this before driving off. Why are they unconscious? He said it's alu poison. I, I I don't see any signs of trauma. This says their name's Addison Clark. Only 14 years old. Just a kid. I, I'm, I'm going to do a visual examination and I have my recorder going, so shush. Gotcha. She's undernourished and dressed in a hospital gown. Uh, she has purple hair, dyed, and one blue eye natural. The left one is pure black, no sclera, likely a transplant. And since there's no obvious pupil, there's no pupillary response. The human eye responds normally to light. Teeth are mostly natural, except for the Two upper canines, which have been replaced with, yep, fangs that retract, vampire teeth. The right arm is intact. Below that is another arm with a shoulder joint that doesn't appear to provide the full range of motion as a normal shoulder. The arm is from a demon of some kind. Her left arm 
was amputated proximal to wrist and the corresponding limb of an anus hag was grafted on. The left accessory arm is inferior to the original and has a human appearance, but also could be from a witch, some type of fae, or any of a dozen species. Either way, it's also from a juvenile. Uh, the rest of her body, from what I can see, appears to be uninjured and human. There are no signs of infection. If the surgical sites were allowed to heal without magical intervention, I, which I would doubt judging by the state of the scars, then this was done approximately four weeks ago. With the use of magic, it could have been done as recently as seven days. However, I won't be able to tell until she's awake and can give consent for anything more than a visual assessment. Is this why Grimsbane had to die? For parts? So someone could play Frankenstein? Is this what happened to Nana? The way my spell broke around him was like a wave against a breaker, not like the jarring reverberation when it rebounds off of a protective ward. It was like the magic-resistant areas found at the missing's last known locations. He was all in black, and if he's not a cop or military, I'll eat my stethoscope. Is the government involved in all this? Will they be looking to get her back? Is this reversible? Uh, this has contact information for next of kin. Yeah, you should probably be the one to call. Mm. Hello, is this Mrs. Clark? Speaking. Who is this? My name is Dr. Thornton. I have a young girl at my clinic who I believe is your daughter. Is this some kind of sick joke? I'm sorry? Addison was killed in a car wreck ten months ago. Addison Clark died? I, uh... Don't call me again. There must be some mistake. That was unexpected. Ah! Ah! <sighs> oh, good. She's awake. Whoa, kid, I ain't gonna hurt- Ow! Hey, 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 we're not the ones who did this to you. Stop attacking Julia or I'll sedate your ass into a timeout. Yeah. Well then, who are you? Look at that thing, it's a monster. Hey. It is a person. A person who's not even defending himself from you for fear you might get hurt. Now, put that thing down right now so we can talk. How do I know you're not lying? For starters, you're not restrained. You can walk right out that door anytime you want. But I'd recommend shoes and pants first. And maybe an illusion so people don't start throwing things and screaming monster when they see you. 
those marks on your wrists are pretty raw. Your eyes must be pretty sensitive too. Julia, you want to hit the lights, please? Thanks. Better? Yeah. Your name's actually Julia? One of them, yeah. Vinny Julia. Pleased to meet you. Want me to take a look at your wrists? My name's Hazel. I'm a doctor. What kind of doctor wears a black coat? The kind who wants to hide the bloodstains. Whoa. H- how'd you do that? Magic. Seriously? You're the one with the extra appendages, and you're questioning the existence of magic? Well, can you fix all this? I don't even know how this was done. I didn't run any tests while you were sedated, but from what I can see, I don't think I can. I could try to amputate and remove the eye and the fangs, which would give you a bit more of a normal appearance, but there are so many different species and spells that basically... I can't be sure anything I try wouldn't kill you. Yeah, that's what I thought. Thanks for not testing. You're uh, off to a better start than him. How did I get here anyway? What is that? Oh, meet Otto, the office dragon. That's a dragon? I thought they'd be, I don't know, bigger? Otto here is the teacup poodle of dragons. Otto, if you scare or hurt her, I will turn you into a purse. Got it? Uh, they. I'm Envy. Hey, Sib from another crib. Afab, he, him. <laughs> ah, thanks. Um, she, her. A man brought you in. He was about Julia's height, brownish hair, muscular, serious... He was dressed all in black with heavy boots and at least three weapons that I could see. Magic just seemed to roll off of him in a way that I've never seen before. Hmm. Did he have, like, a scar? Over the left eyebrow? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was the head guard or something. Any idea why he'd sneak you out of there? No. Did he say anything? He walked in after we were closed, set you on the table, told me to help you, handed me a brief medical history, and walked out. He also gave me what looked like your mom's phone number, and I called her. My mom? How is she? Is is she okay? Uh, she thinks you died almost a year ago. Uh, She thought I was a crank caller and hung up on me. I found an online obituary and record of a death certificate for you. She... what? They might have messed with her memories. Probably to make sure no one would go looking for you. What? Can, Can you fix her? Mental manipulation is tricky and not my specialty. If her memories are erased, there's no getting them back. 
there's a very slim chance that they were just buried. If so, then it might be possible. I'd, I'll have to get close enough to examine her to know if it's even possible, and that's not something we can do tonight. Well, why not? Because I'm tired, and it's not a good idea to go rummaging around in people's brains like that, especially without their knowledge or consent, which makes it even more difficult. Oh. For now, how about a hot shower and some food? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Where the hell am I going to find clothes to fit a four-armed teenager at 10.30 at night? Here's a belt in case you want to make that tank top less of a tent. You're lucky I keep some of my clothes here. Why is that? Bodily fluids. Oh, gross. Why does this say cupcake chaos? Poor life choices. Are you up to talking about what happened? Sure. Is it okay if I record your statement? Yeah, I guess. Uh, where should I start? How about where you were when you were taken? Well, I don't really remember being taken. Just when I woke up, I was lying in this cold, dark room. It looked like a cell, you know, all cement, bed, toilet, bars. It was cold. When I got up, I saw a bunch of other ones just like it, full of, well, I guess they were people. There were these guards all over, too, all in black, with guns and knives and stuff. Were they wearing uniforms or some type of insignia? Any type of identifying markings? No, nothing like that. There were also two doctors and a few nurses. Did they wear any symbols or logos? No. There was one doctor who told me to call her Veronica. She was alright. Better than the other one, at least. He was a fucking bastard. Wait, sorry, I shouldn't swear. My parents... It's fine. You're being too nice. Dude's a shit stain in the shorts of science. <laughs> anyway, he didn't even speak to me. I was just an animal. No, not even an object. A toy. Ow, shit! Are these fangs? Yeah, that's gonna happen whenever you get pissed off. Or hungry. Speaking of which, <clears throat> if you get a bl get a craving for raw meat or, uh, well, anything else, really, let me or the doc know. We have a couple of spare blood bags in the fridge. Ugh, really? That's just great. W wait, you keep blood bags in the fridge? They'd go bad otherwise. When did this happen? Um, I think they took me on a Thursday? Or maybe it was a 
Tuesday? I'm not sure. It felt like I was there for months, but I think it was only a few weeks. But they did a bunch of tests before that. What kind of tests? They took my blood and stuff. There were a lot of needles. They gave me a bunch of shots, too. And there was someone who must have been doing some kind of magic. Do you know what they gave you? No idea. Do you know if they were doing the same things to the people in the other cells? I don't know. I was a little preoccupied. Right. Of course. Uh, how did you get out? No clue. All I remember is Veronica giving me some sort of shot, then waking up here. I never saw the outside of the place or anything. Now what? Ah, uh, now it's time to feed and water the carnivorous plants. In the morning, we can try your mom again. Maybe seeing you will get a different reaction than some stranger on the phone. What about these? <laughs> Oops. Sorry, still getting used to them. No blood, no broken bones, no worries. If my hoodie's too big, there should be a cloak around here that'll fit you so you don't give your mom a heart attack. A cloak? Cool. Hey, can I help you feed the plants? Would you feed them bugs? Normally, yeah, but I stole a door-to-door -door missionary from Julia's fridge. Hazel, don't feed them lies. I don't eat missionaries. Do gamey. <laughs> I just press this to stop and this to play back recording? Yep. If the dyslexia hasn't calmed down by now to its usual low level of annoyance, I'm not sure that your brain will get used to the input from your new eye. So we'll just have to find workarounds. If you remember anything or if you have any questions you want to ask but Julia and I aren't around, you can record them for later. Thanks. Do you think my mom will be okay? I think so, from what I could tell without using more magic on her. The seizure stopped once you were out of sight, but I still recommended she get checked out. The human brain doesn't always handle things it doesn't believe in well, especially if magic has reinforced that disbelief. Then how come my head didn't try to implode when I found out all this is real? Neuroplasticity. Even if you were a firm skeptic, your brain's still developing and able to adjust to new information rather than rejecting whatever doesn't fit into your set worldview. Adults who are open to the possibility of ghosts, psychic abilities, or even aliens can adapt without their brain fighting back. Wait, aliens are real? Not that I know of. I have enough on my plate without thinking about little gray or green people. 
So now what, since I can't go home without giving my mom a literal aneurysm? You're welcome to stay here as long as you like. If living with a witch and a dragon above a clinic cramps your style, we can look at other options. Besides, we could always use another pair of hands around here. You did not just say that. Oh, I did. Do I need to check your ears, your hearing? (sighs) I've had enough poking and prodding for a while. Right. (laughs) Uh, We keep spray bottles full of water around here labeled in case of werewolf puppies. Feel free to use one on me if I overstep. I'm gonna overstep again and assume you're hungry. Do you like pancakes? Yeah. Hey, if I ate a demon, would that make me a cannibal since I'm like one-fifth demon now? Eating a sentient being is morally wrong. The terminology is a non-issue. Eating? Oh god, you didn't eat anything she cooked, did you? I got here just in time. We have Ipecac. Ooh, you bring baked goods and caffeine. I will forgive you for casting aspersions upon my culinary skills because you are my new best friend. I'm your old best friend. Don't talk about yourself like that. (laughs) Seriously? You're supposed to be a carnivore and hunt your own prey. Fine. Have a piece of cheese Danish, you useless reptile. Did you just call a dragon a useless reptile to his face? His name's short for autoclave because he sterilizes the equipment, so he's technically not useless. Uh, what's gonna happen to me if I'm not useful? Are you kidding? With those arms, you get dish duty. I like your dragon. Still not sure about you two. Thanks. It has pockets. <laughs> what? Mini dragons have pouches like marsupials, but instead of using them for carrying young as they're oviparous, they use them to cache any treasure they find until they return to their nest. What kind of treasure does a dragon the size of a cat hoard? Keychains, pretty rocks, piercings. <laughs> Keep an eye on any hair ties or bobby pins. Why hide magic for so long? Wouldn't it have been easier to just come out a long time ago without breaking people's brains? Two words. Witch trials. Humans have problems with other humans who look different. How do you think they'd handle someone who doesn't even look human? Huh. Point. Okay, we have an appointment showing up in 20 minutes, so we have to get going. You can hang out up here if you want, or you can come downstairs. Just knock before opening any closed doors. Oh, and no staring at anyone, unless they start it. In which case, have at. Help yourself to anything in the kitchen. You probably know how to work the TV and computer better than I do. Just stay out of my browser history. If you want to go outside, just let me know and I'll make an illusion amulet for you. I can go outside? Wait, illusion to make me look normal? Why didn't you do that instead of breaking my mom's brain? Illusions are topical, and you can still feel what's underneath. One hug, and she'd know something was up. 
The problem is that our mind is fighting against what it knows to be true and looking for memories that are no longer there. Even if your changes were removed from the equation and she wanted to believe that somehow her kid was still alive, whoever did that essentially locked her mind in a prison. Most people don't react to the paranormal as violently as she did. I suspect that they programmed her mind so that any information that doesn't fit within the parameters they set will trigger a self-destruct. If I had her cooperation, I might be able to disable that programming, but I have no idea how to convince her to let a strange witch go rummaging around in her brain. She threatened to call the cops when I suggested anything like it. Without her cooperation, she would then be fighting me, her disbelief, the missing memories, and the self-destruct. Oh. I'm sorry I don't have the answers. If we find a way to convince her, then we can try. Until then, the best course of action for her is to avoid doing any more harm. Okay. We'll just be downstairs if you need anything. You gonna be okay? Ugh, yeah. Stop worrying. Okay, we're off. Don't set anything on fire. Now what? Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Brenna Anderson Dowd in collaboration with Frederick Elmore, Taryn Baldwin, and Keith Baldwin. Performed by Brenna Anderson Dowd as Hazel and Frederick Elmore as Julia. Introducing Taryn Baldwin as Addison, C.J. Baldwin as Mrs. Clark, and Keith Baldwin as Malcolm. Sound design by Frederick Elmore. Music production by Kevin Elmore. Find us on Facebook or Tumblr at Care and Feeding of Werewolves. Tweet us at Care Werewolves. Or email us at feedingwerewolves at gmail.com. Please rate and review. Care and Feeding of Werewolves is a podcast distributed by Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions and licensed under a Creative Commons non-commercial attribution share-alike 4.0 International. All content on the Care and Feeding of Werewolves podcast is fictional and for entertainment purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your doctor or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of an episode. Reliance on any information provided by Care and Feeding of Werewolves, Kerfuffle and Chaos Productions, or anyone involved with the production of this podcast is solely at your own risk. Who is this mysterious stranger? What will happen to Addison? Can Otto digest a cheese Danish?
Find out next time on Care and Feeding of Werewolves.